1: This is Sean Azaro and you are listening to Reaching for Real Life. Hey,
0: welcome to Reaching for Real Life with Pastor Sean Azaro.
1: Baron Wiley here. John, I don't know if you noticed I'm sitting in the, uh, the high chair. I'm over here at the kids' table. Yeah, well, I, 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 it's a technique I'm familiar with, okay? The intimidation isn't working. You're in that nice high chair looking down at me. That's, I'm not intimidated.
0: That's not what I'm talking about. I'm over here at the kids' table because uh, we've got a, some, some royalty here at the table.
1: Well, that's true. We do. We have got a great program for you today. We have our good friend Trey Ware with us. Trey, thank you for being with us. My honor. Thanks, fellas. Dude, we're, we're small fish here. Trey's a big deal, all right? And uh, we're I'm pretty a excited. i boy trying to make a living is what I am. Well,
0: oh, you didn't get your check then for this one. This one.
1: <laughs> oh, you didn't yeah, send no, that? I, I told not. you to send that. It is in the mail, Trey. I assure you. Now, our guest is Trey Ware of KTSA Radio, and we are very excited. You know, and just looking forward to talking with him in a little bit. Baron, what uh, What do you got going? I mean, what? I'll tell you what I don't have going. I was planning on coming out to the uh, real life amphitheater on oh, Saturday oh, to see Kansas. Oh. Driving all the way from Bernie. What uh, happened? You're yelling at me again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are bummed. Uh, Kansas canceled. Uh, one or several of the guys got COVID. Caught the COVID. And, and so, yeah, it finally if I, it got us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, or at least that's the story, Baron. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly did uh, they reschedule? Uh, no, All this right. is a cancellation. All right. And so we are bummed about that. I, I had friends, Trey, you were one, you, you said, you said, you know, uh, other concerts. Yeah, whatever, whatever. No, Kansas 38 special. I want to go uh,
0: 38 special too, man. You know, mm-hmm. them on the bill. Uh, one of my best friends has been a lifelong 38 special fan. I like him too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. The Skinnered groove and everything. Yeah. Yep. No, exactly. And a lot of people were fired up. People my age. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the people my age were right, right. were all fired. Our, fine our, up. Ages, <laughs> our, our exactly. age, Zaro, our age. Exactly. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, that's a bummer, Baron. So, sorry, man. I get my money back, right? You get everything you spend back. <laughs> oh, that's right. Every dime you invested, yes, you're going to get back. <laughs> very, very cool. No, by the way, if you're a real supporter and a real uh, fan uh, and bought a ticket, yes, you will you go right. through Tobin Entertainment and be able to get all that back. But Can I just it's say still something real drag? quick, real sure. fast?
0: I, I'm, I'm super excited. I was just telling you a minute ago. I'm super excited about this venue doing these things. One of my favorite venues on planet Earth. No joke. Uh, I love this place, and i can 't wait to see more cool stuff happen here
1: uh, we appreciate so that glad you 're doing it well we 're grateful and thank you for all your support you 've been really supportive. Uh, I love this venue too I loved hearing fans out here you know and so we're I'd trying to our this.
0: granddaughters dance out here
1: <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> that's true that's true mary lou's dance studio both of our granddaughters are we a part of that and we watch them together at a dance recital here that's right. at the amphitheater yeah, that's cool. and by the way when i first heard mary lou's dance studio we're literally in the amphitheater about 20 parents what is this no it's a couple thousand parents it's wow. a big deal I had no idea they had pickles and popcorn that day whatever they had it all (laughs) 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 and a bunch of little girls really dialed up it was was great very very cool Uh, that doesn't take away though that casting crowns is on the horizon in November yeah Yeah. and uh, Cody Johnson Cody Johnson is going to be here which is a huge deal for Mm -hmm. us we've got actually a private event that is going to be pretty awesome with uh, oh man I can't remember the other band but probably better that you didn't say yeah I'm not (laughs) going (laughs) to say I could say if I want that's very cool Uh, well, let's get to our topic at hand yeah. because I want to give this guy time. Trey, thanks for being with us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. You Thank talked you. to us before about media because obviously that's your deal. That's what you do professionally. Mm-hmm. But, you know, whenever you talk, something of your faith kind of pops out, right? And so you and I have become friends. We've talked about that. We've had meals together. And one of the, we had you come and speak at one of our men's events. And, dude, this isn't something that's just, well, a part of your life that you kind of pop up. This is like... A huge deal, and I wanted to just have a conversation with you about your faith, you know, because it's clearly more than just a part of your life.
0: No, it is the part of my life. So, God first, you know, family, and then uh, my my job and, and the country and everything else that I care about, but. The Lord goes first in everything. Period, yeah.
1: Full stop. And I see that. I mean, that's, you know, a lot of people talk about that, but the more you get to know you, the more you see that. Sometimes people throw that stuff out, particularly in certain environments, they throw this stuff out, but then you get to know them. It's like, oh, well, okay. It doesn't seem to be like everywhere, but no, with you, it's like everywhere. When did you, when would you say you became a Christian and really gave your heart to Jesus?
0: Always important to our family. Uh, you used to listen to my dad. You, mm-hmm. you knew him. Um, so it was always an important thing growing up around our house. Um, when the TV, when, when Billy Graham had a TV you know, special, we had to watch it, period. They made you. <laughs> you had to watch that and, and the Apollo flights. Those, right. You had to, and it didn't matter when it was happening. You had to be there and on deck You got
1: saved every time you watched it. Every time. Man, every time. <laughs> Those so, Apollo flights what, are what, convicting. And we were always in church.
0: We were always in church. It was a very important part of our family growing up. But it was 13. 13 years old is when I really met the Lord. Yeah. You know, and it was just a moment in my life when uh, things were going on. And mom, my, my mother was instrumental in talking to me about how important faith is. Right. And actually getting to know Jesus on a one on one basis. Yeah. And uh, learning more about him. So that's what happened. And um, the the typical, you know, prodigal son story, you know, during high school football, girls, race cars and things like that got right. to be super important.
1: Yeah. Well, you you grew up you know, with some degree of celebrity, I mean, in your family. Your dad was. I mean, maybe you weren't, but your dad certainly was yeah. in San Antonio. Well,
0: I started my career at 10, and okay. full-time when I was 12. Really? Yeah. And so, you know, I'm coming up on 50 years. So I've I've been in the limelight, or not limelight, but I've been in, in the public eye literally all of my life, you know, with him doing movies with John Wayne and right. us owning racetrack speedways and driving race cars, uh, doing those kind of things. I, you know, it just being out in, in the public eye was always something that we... That and of course, back in those days, it's different today. But back in those days, it was not uncommon for those musicians to be around as well, right? Right, because they really respected the guys on the radio, so it was not uncommon to be around a lot of those guys too. So it was always part of my life.
1: It, but it's not necessarily, uh, you know, you talked you talked a little bit earlier, just off before we got on the air. You, you, your dad owned racetracks, mm-hmm. you know, being around musicians. While there may be in certain types of music or certain types of circle race circles kind of a, a type of Christianity, it's not necessarily the easiest place to actually follow Jesus, okay? <laughs> no, not at all.
0: <laughs> not at all. It's, it's pretty difficult, in fact. Um, uh, met my wife in high school. We got married pretty much right out of high school. We were very young when we got married. Uh, I was already successful in radio at the time. Had a very popular radio show I was doing and uh, uh, was having a really good time and, and uh, fell into management and started managing a radio station. And then the stress hit. And um, I had been walking away from the Lord for several years. Really? And he said, that's enough. You need to come home. And I had a very serious crisis moment. And I fell into severe anxiety. Uh, Part of it brought on by work and the stressors involved at work. But a lot of it brought – most of it, I believe – was a spiritual battle that was brought on by the way I was living. Yeah. Not doing the right things. Now it was you know, it wasn't like I was doing drugs or alcohol or chasing women and it wasn't like that at all. But I I I was not paying any attention to my walk with the Lord. I just was not
1: Yeah see some people think drugs, alcohol, women, those are the biggest risks. No self is the biggest risk, right? When self becomes the center.
0: And that's what I was doing. Yeah. You know I was paying more attention to myself, my job, my career uh, I lived for what I was doing. I was rarely home. I'd leave the house at five a.m. and get home at midnight because mm-hmm. right, I was just pouring myself completely into my career. And this is a story I'm sure a lot of people listening right now can uh, can relate to. A lot of folks did that as well. You know? Where was Nancy during that time? Where was she? She was taking care of. Uh, well, at that time we only had one child, Justin, mm-hmm. and uh, and she was taking care of him, raising him.
1: But where was her faith and what was oh. her? You know, so was she kind of? following jesus and seeing you and concerned or was she kind of drifting with you where would you say she she was was? on her knees
0: praying a lot yeah is where she was and i fully believe that her prayers my mama's prayers those were really what brought about that crisis moment that brought me back
1: yeah yeah tell us about that okay so you're you're going you're going along and god begins to tug and say hey there's this crisis moment describe that a little bit i mean
0: yeah sure i well I, I, i I was under severe amount of stress and anxiety and stuff started happening on the inside of me. And then it started to show in my, in the office at work, things were happening there that I was not pleased with, that I knew they weren't right, Mm -hmm. you know, and I I shouldn't be around this stuff that was going on. Um, And I actually sat down with my uncle who for a better part of 40 some odd years was a preacher Mm -hmm. and had been a pastor at a church over in Florida and one in Oklahoma. And he was in town for Thanksgiving and I was sharing all this with him and we just prayed and said, you know, it's time to come home. And, um, that's what I did and Mm -hmm. I asked for forgiveness and he led me through all of that. He would call me every morning at 6 a.m. to make sure I was awake. Oh, and I was dude. up Because it was really hard to get up and, and get motivated to do anything. And he would say, yep, you okay? Everything all right? Let's have a prayer. Let's talk. Oh, that's so awesome. That's, and this is, he, is your uncle. This is my uncle, my dad's younger brother. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I love him to pieces. And uh, he kind of discipled me and walked me yeah. through all that. The next thing I know, the radio station has some major changes. Right. And I was one of the major changes because I had – In my prayer and in my time and in my uh, study, I had told the Lord, look, here I am. Use me and do what you need to do with me. Um, And the next thing I know, I'm removed from my position of leadership, um, put on the overnight shift, and my pay was cut more than in half. So I went back to the Lord.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) Seriously?
0: (laughs) And I said, "Uh, really? And that day guy by the name of Bob Lapine. Oh,
1: Remember that name?
0: Calls me, and he was running KSLR here. And Bob says, I want you to come over and run this place for me. And I said, wow. Uh, he knows nothing about any of this. He knows nothing about my spiritual journey. I didn't know him until he called me. Wow. I had no idea who he was.
1: This is KSLR. KSLR. We're on KSLR radio. Well, I was so, on KTSA. You
0: know, right? He, he was running KSLR.
1: Yeah. And he called me and said, come over here and talk to me. I want
0: you to run this place. I went over there, and I, how could I say no? I mean, right. it's pretty obvious where God wanted me to go. Uh, he took my you know, my job and everything that was important to me away from me over at KTSA, cut my salary more than in half, and right. then I opened this door uh, at the same moment. I said, come over and run this place. So I did. Went over there, and Bob was an awesome mentor he mm. discipled me we had lunch almost every day mm. first environment i'd ever been in in a in a work setting where we had every morning we had devotions every morning wow and he led us in devotions every morning mm. uh, we did a talk show together uh, at one o'clock in the afternoon i did the morning show there cross currents yeah yeah. So it was just a really easy, Mr. Encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> he really encyclopedia. So anyway, and if my answers are going too long, just let me know. No, uh, just give me no, the background on how it all came about.
1: Okay. Can I just make sure. an observation? Because I want you to talk a little bit about this. Because sure. if you're listening right now, I want you to note how God had, Trey went through a crisis, but God had people who literally discipled you. It was, it was more than just your uncle first, how God used that to help support you. And then Bob Lapine, he, how he, he ministered to you. What did that mean to you? you know, And I, I just think we sometimes underestimate the things we do when we invest in people. You know,
0: at that time, I didn't know what it meant to me, right? At that time as I'm going through it, because I'm just learning, right? Um, and I wasn't real sure what, what was going on. You know, It was all new to right. me. Looking back on it, it was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Because, you know, as you said, God moved people where they needed to be in my life to get me where I needed to be so that I could serve him. Yeah. Um, I I certainly wouldn't be in the position that I'm in right now without that kind of disciple.
1: You were actually discipled. You weren't just preached to or taught a lesson. You were discipled.
0: No, and and a lot of it was just modeling. Yeah. So we'd go, like I said, Bob and I go to lunch almost every single day. Chris Madrid's. What's that? Chris Madrid's. We, we would go to Chris Madrid's, but also... Well, <laughs> there was a Chinese place over on Fredericksburg Road. We go to all the time. <laughs> and, uh, and we would just I would just watch him, and he would talk to me and pray with me. Yeah. And I would ask him questions, you mm. know, and just... We would go through... And then I, he would take me to the Dove Awards and to oh, Christian right. music conferences sure. and stuff like that. And I was around it a whole lot more, and I learned a whole lot more. Uh, he is a very serious student of the Bible. Yeah. Uh, And the word of God means everything to him. And so that kind of, that was poured into me. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just amazing how God put him in my life and, and the other people that were around me at the same time. Mm.
1: That is just, I I love hearing that. And, And if you're listening, I want you to understand who does God have that you're supposed to do that for? You're a believer You're listening to this. Who is in your life that God brought that he just says, I want you to be the guy who calls him up because he has a hard time getting up. Or I want you to be the guy who has lunch and invests and who just shares the scripture, just shares the word because I I see the fruit in your life, Trey. And it's the fruit of ministries of an uncle that we don't know. And, of course, I know of Bob Lapine. And maybe if you're familiar with Christian radio here in San Antonio, you know Bob. But it's just so cool to see that. Uh, Let's fast forward a little bit. And and, and in a real-life way. Let me just
0: insert that because it goes along with the name of the podcast and, of course, the ministry here, but in a real-life way. I mean, like you said, where you preached it, nope, no. Right. And there was no formal, like, this is the education you're going to get, here's your Bible study. He would recommend books, you know, you ought to read yeah. this, check yeah. this out, that kind of thing. But it was a real-life sort of thing, and that's what I needed.
1: Very relational, yes. very relational. Yes. So fast forward to where you are in the last number of years. You're still kind of in the public limelight. It, it's not, you're, you're on a secular radio station. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of environments you have to be in talk about living your faith as a christ follower in the media today glad
0: you bring that up because um one of the things that i believe and god has been working with me on this is that we are in a place right now in our culture uh, in the world's culture where the truth is being attacked wherever we turn Right. In every turn, whether yep. it's the whole transgenderism thing or it's the g- gay thing or whatever, whatever is happening right now in the culture. Uh, our children are at risk at school. Mm-hmm. Those kind of things are going on. And God has been dealing with me. And it really also ties into coming and speaking here to the men's group spe- stake night about being a bold man for Christ. Right. Yeah. Um. And that has really helped me. I've, you know, he, he continues to lead me to, to scriptures that support that, mm-hmm. about standing up for your faith and how if we have a resurgence in our country of men, and this has nothing to do with females. Uh, we can talk about that another time, but of men who are bold and stand up yeah. and stand up for God and Christ and their faith first, right. stand up for their church and the church body, and be involved in their church body, and lead the church body, and then get into a leadership position with their families, and lead their family, and then... Insert themselves and become leaders in the culture. Right, we will see a lot of changes happen in our culture, and yeah. I think it can, you know, God can work through men, bold men, to to turn right. the culture around and help save the culture. I, I really believe that.
1: Right, and Trey, I, I love what you just shared. It saddens me that that it would be considered uh, potentially a little offensive, even to Christian people with kind of contemporary modern sensibilities uh, what, what i want to say if you're sitting here th- think about that one you're like well trey what about women well women are being told to be bold women are being told to stand up men are being told to sit down and shut up that's right and so the the, the thing is somebody needs to actually say that well the men.
0: media the media emasculates men
1: yeah very much so
0: and when you watch a, a, a contemporary uh sitcom if you can find one that you doesn't make you throw up <laughs> uh, if you watch, you know what goes on in the media most of the time, or even the commercials. Men are, you know, supposed to be the wimps in the family. They're more more often than not portrayed as the dummies in the, the family. Idiot, the idiot, yeah, who can't oh make yeah, the decision and that, and that kind of stuff. And so. Um, I, I, I just I pray for a time when that turns around yep. and bold men of faith will reassert themselves in the leadership positions that God has, dis- has prescribed for them. Yeah.
1: There might be some listening to this right now saying, well, that's, you see, it's that smacks of toxic masculinity. First of all, that doesn't exist. That's, not a, that's, does, that's a thing that's not real. Toxic masculinity is not real. And some of you are like, oh, what are you saying? Because no, if it's toxic, it's not masculine okay? Masculinity is being who God created you to be. Men who are masculine are bold. They are courageous. They love their families. They care for their families. They're considerate. They're gentle when they need to be, but they're strong when they need to be, okay? Toxic, When you start talking about, well, but they're sexist. No, that's toxic, but that's not masculinity. Amen. You know, well, they're, they're, they're abusive to people. No, that's, that's not masculinity. That's toxic. You got it. But it's, it's not masculinity. That's exactly it. So that's the deal. Yeah, that's
0: exactly it. So that's where I am. And I feel so passionate about where we are as a culture today and all the the, the assaults on the truth that's out there that I can't do otherwise. I cannot right. hide my faith while I'm in the public. I cannot sit down and be quiet while I'm on the air right. and just sit there and talk about you know little flowery subjects. I can't do it, Sean. I, I, yeah. There's no way I can sit there and not be bold and say, this is wrong. Yeah. You know, if and, and we could go through the list of, of things that are happening in our culture that are wrong, but somebody in a position of like mine has got to stand yeah. up and say it. And, and I'm not the only one. I'm not saying I'm some sort of hero, spiritual hero here because right. I am not, but uh it is i can't sit i I cannot sit down and be silent there's people god has given me this platform yeah and i think he's given me the charge to do
1: it i I, and i believe you do that well and i think it's important that you do that now there may be people listening right now who they you kind of i mean you've got a little bit more security than some you've got some longevity you've got an audience and so you can be bold and it's like okay maybe it hasn't cost you as much maybe it has but but to some it, it might they don't see it that way to the person who's like okay if i'm bold like that at my work i'm gonna lose my job what do you say to the person who is like i don't know if i can be like that
0: we don't have to be look there's a difference between being bold and obnoxious right so don't be obnoxious right mm, there's a good. big difference that's between good. that be bold you know, uh, be a, be a man of faith and let people know that you are a man of faith and I'm a man of character and I, I'm a man of my, of my church and I'm a man of my family. Uh, you know, make sure people understand what your priorities are and make right. sure really, as you brought up earlier uh, with self, you understand what your priorities are Yeah. and God will have your back. You know, it's yeah. like, it's like when you decide that you're going to uh, stand up and, and, and be a bold man of faith again. Not obnoxious. That's a book, by the way, if you want to write mm-hmm. it. But if you want to be be bold and and God will have your back, he'll bless that. Yeah. I really believe he'll bless that. Yeah. Uh, if, if there are men out there worried about whether or not God is going to stand with you, he will. Right. I promise you,
1: he'll right. be there with you. What kind of things is God putting on your heart, You know, Trey? I mean, I know you're, you're doing your radio work. You do lots of things around that. But are there things that he maybe he's putting in your heart that you're like, man, I'm, if I get the chance, I want to do this? I mean, that you can share with us. Um, I probably would like to do uh, more speaking, mm-hmm. uh,
0: you know, more opportunities like the one I had here. Hey, by
1: the way, if you're listening, he's good at it too. Oh, Seriously. Well, no, uh, he is you. not, he is, he is not, you know, sometimes you get the radio guy. Well, I, he's got the name. We, I was just thinking to use your name. Okay? <laughs> I, I was like, I'll clean it up well, afterwards. We sell some more steak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm just using his name. But then he gets up and he's actually really good. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, I don't know if I want to have him again. Cause then do people want to listen to me? Right. Oh, right whatever. <laughs> I watch you every week. Are you kidding? Uh, uh, and and have before we we ever met. Well, yeah. you came up and introduced yourself to me at. at, at was it Abel's yeah, or something? Like, no, no Grumpy. Grumpy's. You, I, you wow. walk up. And, he introduced himself to me. I'm like, oh, oh Antonia. No, 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 Grumpy's right, right here in, oh, in yeah. uh, Bracken. In
0: Bracken. I have been watching him online, and I love his music. I love your music, oh. man. You bought your CD. Got oh, to see now. No, I'm
1: blushing. Now I'm blushing. It, no, it's
0: true. And, uh, and, and love your word. Love the way you preach your style and everything. Very relatable. Love that. So, no, I've been following you, and I just, uh, yeah. So I, I would love to have the opportunity to do more things right. like that well, and, and, and yeah. get out and, and have an opportunity to talk about this kind of
1: thing. If you're listening to this and you have something, I, it, it, you will be blessed. You will be encouraged. Uh, the thing I love, Trey, is that what your talk you gave was extremely biblical. You talked about, you, you know, you talked about the life of King David. It was biblical. But you, you gave guys things to hang their hat on. You know, you, you knew your audience, and you spoke to them well. It was, so it was it was memorable. It was relatable. And, and you had them. It was engaging. And oh, so, yeah, I just affirm that in you. And I hope you get those opportunities, that. you know.
0: Thank you. Very much, I appreciate, it. and I hope I do as well. I would like to be out there doing, and that's probably where the Lord is leading me more so than anything right now. Mm-hmm. And with two granddaughters, one going into uh, to college. Mm-hmm. And another one starting as a sophomore in high school. I'm pouring my life into them too. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot to be done there too. You know, isn't that fun? Yeah, it's, I love it. I absolutely love it.
1: I mean, yeah. we we talk because I'm a musician. Baron is a musician, music lover as well. Uh, You're a musician. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, how, do you still play any? Uh, do no, anything? not
0: as much as I used to. I mean, I can still you know pick up and do C G E pretty well. But I mean,
1: <laughs> hey, three chords and a what? And you got hey, a song? That's whatever, it, three, whatever. That's Whatever it, it. is. Whatever
0: <laughs> it is. The truth. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the truth. And uh, I. I used to do that. My, the musician of the family was my son. I mean, he was yeah. uh, just a an incredible guitar player. Yeah, And uh, and that's that's the other thing that, you know, talk about being bold with your faith and all of that. Um, we, when you go through the kind of loss that Nancy and I went through, you you really do realize that life is precious. Yeah. And you have to make the most of every yes, single day. Every day. And that's why, you know, you just – be bold. I think if I right. have a message for anybody, it's be bold. And and every day you have to realize how important your life. is I think there's fourteen hundred and forty minutes in a day. Is that right?
1: Something like that. Yeah, sure. Is that right? Yeah, should, of course. Two twenty five. Whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever it is.
0: But it's something. Yeah, it's something like that. And you have to make the most of every one of those minutes. Mm,
1: every yeah, one of them. So true. Our guest is Trey Ware of uh, 550 KTSA. Uh, Trey, we so appreciate you being with us. My honor. Thank you, fellas. I, I would love to, and I'll throw it out there. We'd love to have you back. Sure. Because I'd love to talk about at some point what you just talked about, the, the thing that you guys walked through in your family. Absolutely. And that, because you guys, I watched you turn to the Lord. I watched you lean on Him. And so that that's, I think, a whole different conversation. But thank you for being with us. We appreciate it. My honor. Thank you, fellas. Appreciate it. Uh, Baron. You know, uh,
0: can I ask there if you
1: could write a book? What would you What would you write about?
0: That would be it right now. Yeah, that's where I am.
1: Absolutely. Well, maybe we can help you get some bullet points by having a conversation, (laughs) right? We'll We'll have a conversation. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. If you're uh, if you're listening to the podcast, rate and review. Or if you're listening on the radio, we appreciate it. And this is reaching for real life, and we are very blessed that you spent the time to listen. God bless and have a great week. River City is come as you are and has a relaxed, casual feel with practical teaching, inspirational worship, and age-appropriate ministry for the whole family. We're located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Rotama Park. Our current service times are 9.30 and 11.30 Sunday mornings. River City is a church for real life, and so our home on the web is reallife.org. We hope you'll come and see us as you travel the road to real life.